what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Apple recently announced that their Apple Music library was going to be available in lossless format, and some select tracks are going to be available in what's called spatial audio. But what does that exactly mean? How is that going to change your listening experience? What do you need to be aware of before you jump into these new formats? The Brothers in Tech are here to talk about both of these new formats and what it means for audio listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. I am one of the two original Brothers in Tech. With me on the other end of the coast, but on the other end of the computer screen as well, is my other brother in tech, my actual brother, <laughs> uh, Brian Jackson. Brian, how I are you love doing? how you get into the other brother in tech, and I mean, like as it in just, it just one of worked. many or something. Yeah, I am your well, only brother. I'm your only brother, and right. Uh, I like I like building up a little suspense, like people okay. wonder, oh, oh, so this is they his favorite it, brother, and, and then so I let them all into oh, the okay. fact that right. nope, it's my only brother. So. Yep. Uh, Yep, this is the Just, only option you had to do this podcast <laughs> was me. <laughs> I know. I came up with the name, and I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know who I'm going to get. I don't have any other options. With. I so. guess I have to use my real brother. So, um, so yeah, Brian uh, Jackson. Uh, Brian is a uh, professor of kinesiology at Pacific University. He's also a uh, product director manager with Synaptic. And uh, just a like like me, something you took after me, I believe, because I did come I think first so. in this whole. I think so. Yeah. On, this, on this earth, uh, your love for technology and uh, how we talk about home and family tech, and just kind of more of a personal technology uh, basis for this show. Now, Alan, Brian, Alan, it, it all started from you. Mm-hmm. Your time on your, what, your Apple IIe or IIc? What was it? So, okay. So I started on the Apple IIe. The IIe. I did have okay. an Apple IIc for a little while, but it started yeah. on the Apple IIe. Um, and which one which did I, you make your own comic book on? Was that both of them? Or no, that was the, the Macintosh. One? That was, I did oh, that the was Macintosh. The Mac. okay. I did so that you, on the very first original that. Mac. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yeah. still have all of those, by the way. Like well, I have the Apple II, I have the Mac. Um, they're here. Oh, Actually, oh, I was talking about the comic books. You don't have the comic books, do you? Uh, I might still have those too. Oh, geez. Wow. Impressive. Come on. I don't throw anything away. So. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the 128 Mac here on my uh, desk right nice. now. So it's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you just got it all from me. Yep. You're welcome. Yep. And, that, uh, I appreciate that. Give me, give me something to strive for. So, but I'm well, excited. Brian, I'm excited to, to get into this one. I think this is uh this is a yeah. topic that I think a lot of people may uh, find some interest in. Absolutely. And, so yeah. uh, we'll kind of set it up here in a sec, but uh, we did bring in a ringer, someone that really we think, uh, you know, is in the audio field. And I think we're going to be able to kind of pick his brain a little bit about some of this stuff. It's Chad Austin returning uh, for a third week in a row. How are you doing, Chad? Hey, Alan. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He did bring the creepy back. (laughs) Chad is is an entrepreneur. He's got his own multimedia company. Uh, He plays with toys for a living. He's a musician, videographer, uh, has his own uh, record recording studio. I mean, this is the guy we need to be talking with here. So, Chad, how's it going, man? It's going well. You had to have written that down. I did because I surely would not memorize that. So. Well, Chad, Chad, really excited to have you back. But Alan left out the but- most important thing about your profile, which is that you and I share the exact same birthday. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah. That's well, not that. I mean, that's you're right. older. You're older than I am, so obviously not the same year. But, that's wrong. Uh, that's wrong. No. <laughs> So, you know, I will say when people ask me, you know, like, oh, my gosh, do you have, you know, do you share a birthday with any famous people? I'm like, well, it's funny you mentioned nope. that. No, nope. no, nope. nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, is I have like three other friends who had the exact same birthday. I don't know what it is about May 15th. Well, Gifts I don't know what accepted. it was about nine months before that, I guess. Really <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. Um, 
Yeah, I've got uh, I've got three friends with my birthday as well. So <laughs> I do have three friends. Darn. So I was going to say, you don't have friends. <laughs> like, like all of them. All of them yeah, have the same all birthday. Of them, same birthday. <laughs> So guys, let's uh, let's talk audio. Um, as I kind of right. said in the little teaser here, you know, Apple uh, just had an announcement, and I hate saying that all of our news items have to do with all of our discussions have to do with Apple news, but Apple does have a tendency to take technology that uh, maybe has been around or developed by somebody else and package it and make it a little more accessible to consumers, the general public. And that's a little bit what they're doing with high caliber, high quality audio as well. So the announcement came out that um, you're basically going to have some new formats of audio uh, to listen to for, you know, primarily, you know, of course, music. But I think movies are also going to be impacted as well. We'll talk about that. Primarily music we're talking about first. But two different things they announced. They announced uh, lossless audio coming to the Apple Music Library. So the idea being that all of their library is going to be available in lossless format. And we'll talk about what that means in a minute. And uh, that anybody, if you have an Apple music subscription, if you are a member of that, you'll have access to that lossless library right away when they roll it out. The other announcement was spatial audio. And this is something that may take a little more conversation to get our head around, but the idea that some, some of their music, not, all from what I understand, right. right? Select music is going to start rolling out in this spatial audio format. Mm-hmm. So again, we'll talk about that as well. But I, you know, Brian, maybe it's worthwhile if we start first before we kind of get into what that exactly means and talk a little bit about just audio formats in general. Like, where do these two fall category wise, and how do we need to be thinking about them uh, in terms of options for us for listening compared to other yeah. formats we've ever used? Well, this is where this is where we get to to have our expert help us out a little bit. But uh, I'll tell it from a from a absolute uh, non expert perspective. I look at these two things. I, I want to make sure people keep them separate in their minds here: lossless and uh, the idea of spatial audio, because to me they're they're one's about the quality and the other one is about the type, right? About maybe the way that the audio is structured itself. So, uh, so lossless, I mean, Chad, please jump in here in a second. Uh, Lossless to me is, it is the purest form of the, the recording that was made. It's taking every bit of that information that was recorded and then being able to experience that or enjoy that. Right. So Chad, maybe talk to us just a second about what is it that, I guess on the flip side, what is it that is lost when we're not doing lossless? Okay. So the first thing I want you to think about is compression and what compression is because lossless means no compression. Okay. So what and compression is a hard concept for a lot of people. And so when I explain it to folks, what compression is, I usually think about it as let's pretend that we're in a classroom and I need to send you uh, a note. Mm-hmm. This is before texting. So I'm going to send you a note on a piece of paper. So I write down the note or I write down on the note and say, uh, blah, 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 blah. I need to get it to you so that what I do is I ball it up into a ball and I throw it to you. Or I could make a paper airplane either way, but it, there's creases now on the paper. It becomes a, a little distorted. Not much. When you, when, when, when you receive it, you can open it up and look at it and kind of, and you can read the contents, but we can keep going back and forth with this and keep crinkling it up again and sending it to each other back and forth. And each crinkle gets a little bit more distorted. Well, that's what compression kind of does. Um, the, the concept of uh, recording in digital comes down to how many snapshots per second you can take. So with CD quality, which we're all accustomed to, is 44,100 snapshots of sound per second. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, it's crazy. That's that. what the 44.1 means. So... Mm-hmm. A lot of newer studios are going to 48. Some of the more professional ones are going to, uh, which is what mine is doing now is at 96. And some of the really uber high end recording studios that work with uh, film, especially are going up to 192,000 snapshots per second. Mm -hmm. And the reason why the more snapshots of sound you have, the more original, no, the, the more, the more the sound sounds like the original. Because back in the day when the Beatles were around and all through the 70s, everything was recorded on on tape. Mm -hmm. And tape has such a wide dynamic range. It's just huge. And so if you start dealing with the digital realm and recording, you start hearing people talk about, let's get some kind of tape saturation sound. Let's get go back to that. Because even at 44,000 snapshots of sound, 
snapshots of sound per second, um, you still lack a little bit of the original. You start getting up to 96K, it starts sounding a whole lot like it's supposed to be. So these people who talk about vinyl and all they want to do is listen to vinyl. What they're trying to do is get back to what the original sounds were they're so used to hearing uh, on a particular recording, if it were recorded that way. So uh, not to ramble on about this, but yeah. the, it, it makes a huge difference because I just switched over to 92, I mean, 96K about two years ago. And I didn't realize I had done it. I recorded a session and it mixed so easily. I could not believe how the song came together. And it's one of the better sounding mixes I've ever done. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it was. Because I did nothing, no different than what I usually do. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 when you start, if you're really big into being an audiophile, you really want to hear what the, what the artist recorded in the studio, the better or the higher the sample rate, the better it's going to be. Sample rate is, again, the 44.1, 48, 96, Interesting. 192. Well, what's really funny is that, I mean, first off, awesome analogy. I mean, I think that's great the way mm-hmm. you described it. And uh, Thank I'm you, probably going to steal that it. just so you know. Have at it. But, um, the uh, I remember when digital audio, like MP3 files, first started coming out. I mean, I know I remember seeing twenty two thousand as a as a rate. Yes, if yes. not lower than that for a while. And it's like oh, you yeah. could kind of tell. I mean, it sound just never sounded as good. That's correct. As CDs or at that because obviously you know what you're describing there the more compression also makes it the smaller a file. So it used to be file size was really important because if you were downloading music, you know, really high quality music, it would take hours to download where if you could download something really in you know a a minute, people were choosing to do that because that's the way we were getting our music. Nowadays, I think that's less of a importance because most people are streaming music anyway, or, or not worrying about file size as much as they used to. But, um, yeah, because I, I remember 22 or even 11, I think I heard at one point, like some different sample rates and thinking about that, the audio was pretty cruddy at that point, but we just yep. liked it because it was convenient. That's right. Um, well, it was because of downloading files like that. When Napster first came on board, I, I would be wanting to get a catalog or get an album of somebody. And I would, you never know what the quality is going to be. So that's why I immediately, I, I didn't support Napster for very long just because I wanted to make sure I knew what I was getting. I didn't want to sure. waste my time with downloading stuff, but the way the MP3 format works, this is pretty interesting. So if you want to go back to that analogy of the piece of paper, if I fold it up and throw it to you, what MP3 does is not only does it make the file size smaller, it kind of analyzes where the creases are in the paper and mm-hmm. removes them because it doesn't think you need to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people right. who are big into audio sounds or the, the audio, audio files, they don't like MP3s. I'm, I'm one of them because I hear a huge loss, especially when artists, they're so particular about their sound, like Peter Gabriel, who's so big into the spatial sounds that he, that he creates. You lose it when you listen to an MP3. I mean, I, I still will buy them because I'm a fanatic of his music, but it's just not the same thing. Sure. So the, the whole idea of the lossless is fantastic to me. Okay. Very, so very Chad, cool. Chad, would it be appropriate to, to do to also make an analogy of, uh, like raw shooting raw in uh, in photography, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and, and going with a JPEG, you know, which most of us are used to, right, is going to take away some of the information. But the whole idea, really, I think, is is kind of an interesting dilemma that we're in, right? Is that initially these were compressed for a reason, right? I mean, they were compressed yeah. because in order to get access to them, whether that's to email a picture or whether that's to stream. A, um, a music file, we only had a certain amount of data that we could bring in at one time. And it was ridiculous if we would have had lossless audio 20 years ago and trying Absolutely. to stream it. Even right? 10 it years makes ago. no sense. Yeah, it yeah. would have made no sense, right? Because we wouldn't have had the internet connection. We wouldn't have the data streams through our devices. So so I think for one thing, it's it seems like it's really exciting that we're getting to the point where at least Apple and of course, you know, Tidal and some of these other places have been doing lossless for a while, but at least they're getting to a point where they're saying, hey, listen, we think you can enjoy lossless. You can enjoy oh, yeah. these big files with a streaming platform, with a, with an iPhone, with a, you know, whatever, because we're to the point where data streams can move that fast, right? Right. So I yeah. think there's kind of an excitement about that. Now, can you tell me, so given that I've never listened to anything lossless chat, or at least not that I'm aware of, um, uh, or CDs are lossless. Okay. All right. So I have, all right. Mm-hmm. So would you tell me what, what would the things, cause, cause even CDs, I mean, they were, weren't they created in a way though, that you weren't necessarily at that point in time, you weren't 
trying to record the pops and the crackles and the and the different things. Is that is that correct, or was that was there a point in time where like you know CDs were was it really the great kind of audio format, or was it that they kind of skimped on that a little bit and could have gotten better? Am I making sense? Yeah. Well, the the whole thing about uh, going into the CD format is you were able to have a very uh, transferable way of moving product is really what it came down to. And, and, and a whole new way of being able to deliver music to the masses. Um, and they, there's, there's pros and cons. Now with vinyl, the, the pops and cracks and hisses and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's kind of stuff that you really don't want to hear right? for the most part. So a, a high-end system, you don't hear those things, a high-end turntable and all that kind of stuff with the diamond needle and everything. Um, you usually don't hear the pops and, cr- and cracks, but what you do hear is an expanded uh, fidelity range. And you may not be able to define it because you don't know what it is exactly. Uh, it's kind of like having a really expensive bottle of wine and you don't really drink wine a whole lot. You're really not going to know what you're looking for. But then when you go back to another bottle of wine or another recording that's not done at such high fidelity, you'll hear it. You may not know yeah. what you're hearing. You, you'll yeah. tell. You can tell. But uh, I'll go ahead. Yeah. So, well, let me ask you this. So, um, does it, cause you mentioned earlier recording studio, you're recording at a higher rate now, mm-hmm. right? So that mm-hmm. means that you're getting more, you know, taking a, a photograph example, you're getting more pixels, right? You're getting more details yeah. that are being high resolu- much, much higher resolution. Time, right. So if something is recorded in a lower resolution, say it's in a less expensive, less, uh, effective recording studio, you're still getting lost. You're getting lossless at the end, but you're getting lossless because it was lost to begin with, right? I guess it was never recorded, right? So there's kind yeah. of a difference between whether you're getting the all of the information that was recorded or whether you're getting all the information that was there to be recorded. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. got to have a good recording studio and then you also have to have a good file at the end of it and a yes. good sound uh, product, whether it's headphones yeah. or speakers or something, to enjoy what really is the benefit of lossless. It, it is, but it, if you want to use the photograph analogy that you were talking about with the JPEG, mm-hmm. when I do photography um, in raw format with a nice camera, uh, I'm getting so much information. And then when I'm ready to distribute that that uh, that photograph, I do it as a JPEG because you're probably yep. not going to have the software to have the raw show up. You may not have Photoshop to be able to see a raw uh, right. uh, version of the photograph. But those still look better than if I had went out to a, a session and just shot it as a JPEG because you have so much manipulation over the over all the information yeah, yeah, within yeah. a raw format. Same thing when you're when you're recording with with a high sample rate of 48, 90, 92 or 96. I can't tell you how much of a huge difference that it is for somebody like me who really records all the time. It almost is like the audio, the audio is breathing. It's the mm. best way I can tell you the, the dynamic range is double and a half of what you get on a CD wow. recording. Wow. Yeah. And so, so, and so the fact that it's recorded and that means you just have more information that you can choose from. Yes. Right. And, and decide and the, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't want to be argumentative, argumentative to people who are into the vinyl and think the vinyl is the, the uh, be all to end all. But honestly, I've listened to high end vinyl and I've listened to high end 96K stuff and I can't tell the difference. Now, I can 44.1 to to vinyl. I can hear it's not it's not huge. I don't I don't my ears are not really that developed, but there can be little subtle things in the dynamics where when I listen to the same version at a higher sample rate, I can go, oh, 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 oh I see what they were doing there. Yeah. Well, that brings us to, I think, an interesting point with this, kind of on this interesting. end of the conversation. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> there, go ahead and take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Chad has said that there's a uh, drinking game out there that I'm not aware of. Every time I say the word interesting, uh, there, Brian's taking a drink. Yeah. Um, everybody drinks. Keep it rolling. Right. Keep it rolling. Yeah, this bourbon right. is going down Here, way too quick. Here's my interesting point. Um, oh, again. So... <laughs> Apple, when they when Apple turns on this lossless capabilities, it's going to happen automatically. Meaning, it basically says if your device is capable of playing a lossless file, then it, you will hear the lossless version. But there's also going to be different tiers of lossless, and I think yes. you know what I'm not quite sure about is is all music going to be available in all three tiers, or is it going to be more based on what's provided by the artist or what? 
here's the catch is that the, some of the higher level, I think the highest tier for sure. Um, you, you can't play through like Bluetooth headphones or right. anything wireless at all because right. they don't, con- they don't support that level of, uh, quality of bandwidth you know, mm-hmm. to the device to, to cover that, that larger file or that quality of file. So my big question is, you know, are we really going to be able to tell a big difference? Cause here's the thing, Chad, you got a, you're a musician, you record music, you, you are into it. You, you hear it, you see it. Um, Brian and I don't, you know, we're, 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 we're casual music listeners. We like listening to music, but we're listening to it on, a sound bar on my right. in my den. I'm listening to it on a HomePod speaker. I'm listening to it in my ear in my uh, earbuds. Will I even notice a difference on lossless, given the fact that I'm not listening to stuff on any high high end audio equipment? You know, you know that's a good point. It's more of a rhetorical question. I don't know, but if you got, any I think it goes it. back to what I was just talking about with Brian. If if something starts in a in a raw format with the photograph, mm-hmm. and then you output a JPEG you're going to get a better quality JPEG than what yeah. you would have if you would have shot in JPEG. I think it's going to be the exact same thing with this. Okay. You, you have a, a, a really good sounding recording and uh, your delivery is not exactly optimal, you know, for audio files, but you're still going to have a better quality sound experience. The, um, you st- I still have to wonder about compression that comes along the way. Cause there's still going to have to be something to get it. Yeah. To you. But, um, uh, I just lost my train of thought here. Um, I'm sorry. I'll fill in for you, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll just say. Uh, Interesting. Um, of important note for people who, who are really excited hearing about lossless audio. Let's say you're an audiophile. You're really, but you've always been kind of hesitant on digital audio. And now you're excited that you're going to be able to hear really, really pristine audio formats. For that highest level uh, audio, uh, lossless audio, uh, you're going to need to have like it's, I guess a digital audio converter, you know, hooked up to be able to convert it out to like your high end equipment. I mean, it, it's, there's going to be more involved. It's not just a, Hey, I'm going to get it. I got a MacBook and I'm just going to be able to play mm-hmm. super high quality lossless audio. Now. I mean, there, there's going to be other things you got to have yeah. to do yeah. it. Um, if you really want to hear good lossless audio on headphones, you're going to have to have wired headphones Right. that are high quality as well. So that's true. It's just some things to keep in mind. I, mean, I just don't want yeah. people running out <laughs> thinking that all of a sudden their music experience is just going to skyrocket quality wise. Yeah. A lot of it still depends on what you're listening, how you're listening to it and what kind of capabilities you have. Alan, Alan, here's a, uh, as I was preparing for this episode, I started thinking back to some of our older episodes about TV, <clears throat> TV, streaming, um, mm-hmm. photography, all of these things. And, and it's funny that, in each of them, we continue to harp on the idea that all the way through the chain, you have to have a device that can handle whatever it is that we're talking about is this new mm-hmm. technology, right? So, you know, if I go down, if I go and say, hey, I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to buy a new device that's able to stream 8K uh, information, right, on movies, yeah. But my TV doesn't support 8K. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting 8K, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So I have to have it all the way through. I, and, and if they didn't shoot it in 8K, then it doesn't matter yeah, if yeah. my you know my streaming box can do 8K or not, right? I'm not getting anything. So I think the the cool part about this is this is the same what what Apple's doing and the fact that they're a, able to make potentially lossless a more um, uh, a, a regular thing for artists to be able to put out the new music that comes out from here on, I think is going to potentially be better and It'll be uh, mastered it, better or provided in a digital format. Exactly. Like, Chad, like Chad's saying is that yep. it's going to be more encouragement it. for artists to make a really right. super high quality master. Right. So that way people who can hear the high quality will be able to hear it. Yeah. It Those sounds like you and I talked about with video when you mentioned anyway. video, right? It's like mm-hmm. if you can shoot it in 120, Hertz, right? If you can shoot it in 120 frame rate, well, I can cut it up and make it sure 30 frames a yeah. second, 60 frames a second. But I have all this information that I can potentially do it better. I will mention real quick when you, Alan, when you said, "Will I notice a difference?" I went quickly before the show and was like, "Well, do I even get that?" Of course, on an iPhone, you have to be up to what is it, 14.6 or whatever the newest version out, so that your music can show that they're doing this. I actually think that the biggest difference a lot of people are going to see is not necessarily in the lossless right now, because I don't think many of us have the devices yeah. to be able to handle it. 
But when you see uh, underneath a song that it says digitally remastered, Mm-hmm. To me, I think that's when you're going to see some interesting things because you're listening to that song. And now they probably took a different stream, a different bit of information, remastered it a little bit to maybe take advantage of some of this information yeah. and potentially have a more full sound. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, when I was researching for this episode as well earlier today, I, uh, I went on my Apple Music on my iPhone and I yep. found like an album, a fairly new album that I was listening to already. And I looked at it and it did have that app, that Apple remaster, Apple remaster to it. And I played it. And now whether or not I just convinced myself it sounded better, it sounded better to me. No, I'm the same way. Yeah. So I listened to something as well. Even if it's all a trick, if it's just Apple putting those words on there (laughs) and like, it still sounded exactly the same. Something in my head's like, Ooh, this is better. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I just started working in the mastering world probably about three years ago, learning how to master. It's a whole nother, another ball of wax. So basically people who don't understand what that means is when you're in the recording studio, you record all your songs, you, you set up automation to get your, your volume level between instruments, correct your, your effects, your EQ and everything. Then you create a master from that. And that's what sounds nice and, uh, you know, and, and, and good for everybody. However, there's one more process, which is where you send it to a mastering house or you can do it in-house if you need to. And you, you do what's called project mastering, which is when they make it radio ready, which okay. basically means it, it's set up to be able to, to, to go across multiple formats, whether it's streaming, downloading or whatever. And for the last 20 years, I've been seeing like when Led Zeppelin remastered their box set. Of course, I went out immediately and got it. And I heard no fundamental differences in the two. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like there was a Beatles album that, or a Beatles thing that came out in 2004. Remember Josh Yoder? Uh, yeah. Alan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. He's the one that turned me on to this. He said, oh, this is a Beatles album. And the son of George Martin went back and went and got a bunch of songs and they remastered them. And it's called Beatles Love. Yeah. Now, that, that was remastered and it sounded like it was recorded yesterday. It was mm-hmm. phenomenal. <clears throat> Absolutely phenomenal. The way they did t- took everything. So. I'm not always real sold when I just see the word remastering just because of experience. Uh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's true. And again, some of it may just be mental. We look at the word and think remastered. It sounds better. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. I want, some cases, you want it to. You want it to. some cases, mm-hmm. it will sound better because they are putting up a new mastered version of the, of yeah. the music. So or it will sound new, right? I mean, that's the other thing. It may sound new and it may just sound more full because, you know, there's a yeah. different approach to, to what they can to put forward now. So, well, that's lossless audio, but I want to switch gears and talk about the other side of the equation, kind of from a different angle. They also introduce, as I mentioned, spatial audio. Now this one may, we got to take a little explanation on. I had to really wrap my head around. And fortunately I don't have any way. I don't think any of us, right. Brian, you don't either of testing this. I mean, so we have not actually heard this in, in practice. Is that correct? No, I think, I think spatial, spatial I have. Yeah. Oh, you have spatial. I don't have spatial. Yeah. yeah I think, I, uh, Air, I think the AirPods, AirPod pros can handle. Ah, you got the AirPod pro. See, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't have, I have pros. a better version than you. Yeah. You do. Go and say and, that, um, say that out loud if you don't mind. Brian mm-hmm. has a better version of something than I do. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> thank you. Well, let me explain it. And then Brian, yeah. have you actually gotten to play with spatial uh, audio? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, yeah. good. So yeah. I want to hear your take on it. Okay. And then Chad, I want to hear your thoughts on this idea. Um, so spatial audio, is, it's it's Apple using Dolby's proprietary Atmos format. So when you hear Atmos, that's kind of a new term that Dolby has been branding as some of their sound technology. And you hear about it on TV sets now too. People are saying, does, does the TV or your streaming TV service support Dolby Atmos. And that's, again, this higher quality audio surround format. We're all familiar with surround sound, this idea of speakers around you kind of creating a more immersive experience. But what spatial can actually do is you don't need a six speaker arrangement around you. It's actually taking whatever, however you're listening to the music, could be headphones, could be something else. And it's kind of creating that, immersive experience around you so imagine you know hearing a concert recording and you could actually hear some instruments that are kind of sounding like they're behind you or to the side of you and the vocal is like right in front of you it gives you that more immersive experience what i think is really interesting doesn't apply as much in the audio side but when it rolls over to movies and video is the idea that you can also lock in where that sound is coming from So the idea is that imagine if you're listening on headphones, but you're watching a movie and you're hearing it on your headphones, 
if you turn your head to the left, the person talking on the TV is still talking from the same direction. Just now they're coming into your right ear more. So you actually are still hearing them from the point of origin of where that sound's meant to come from. Yep. That sounds really, really cool. And that's where I'm kind of jealous that I don't have really the capability to experiment with it yet. But so I want to hear, Brian, you you play with spatial audio. Is it something where you yeah. have got a, a taste of what it could do and any any impressions on that? A little bit, yeah. And you you explained it well. I think the the real key there is being able to distinguish what your head is doing. And so if you've got a, if you got headphones on and you have spatial audio engaged, you know, it, it makes much more sense now, right? If I'm watching a movie and the voice is supposed to be coming from the screen and I mm-hmm. turn my head that I shouldn't be hearing the voice now to my right when I turn my head. I should be hearing it to my left if I turn my head to the right, right? I should be hearing it from the screen. And and you got to think about the technology behind that is really cool in that it basically just needs whatever headphones you're wearing to have some sort of accelerometer, some sort of gyroscope to know what your head is doing. As long as it knows what your head is doing, it can then map out in this kind of theoretical uh, uh, space, right, that it's created around you um, and be able to change the audio so that it sounds like it's coming from different locations. I mean, I think what's really cool. So Dolby Atmos, as Alan, you know, from the the, the movie world, right, is, yeah. is great because it can then take, even though we might have like a 7.1 system in our house, mm-hmm it can take and kind of subdivide those speakers up a little bit to, to have different channels uh, produced uh, when people are recording it. Now they can record all these different channels. So it goes back again, very similar to lossless, right? Is if I can record all these different things that should come from different locations, not that they're different streams of sound, but they're coming from different locations of when mm-hmm. I should hear them. And of course, movies is the perfect example. Yeah. Then now it can reproduce those based on whatever my system is. So I think I read that Dolby Atmos has to where it can record up to 128 channels of audio, Mm -hmm. right? So you could actually support up to a 34 speaker system Mm -hmm. for something to play back to you. So you can imagine the the sensitivity. I only have 31 speakers in my Right, so you are. I'm not really maximizing the use of it. Chad, have you... Is, is spatial audio something you've ever played with or experienced, or is this uh, kind of a newer thing for you too? This? Uh, did hmm? you hear echo right there? No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Darn it. I was trying to fool with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying it to. Went, I had an echo on and went, this, this, this. Uh, but you're not oh, hearing it, so no, it doesn't really matter. So we didn't hear that. Uh, no. Yeah, you know, technology is so stupid. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. But, you know, I read a lot on it um, yeah. just because I was fascinated. I had not heard the spatial audio. I hadn't paid attention to it. So I did a couple of days of uh, reading over it. And uh, I think it's absolutely incredible because if I could sit down with a recording, we'll go back to Led Zeppelin and listen to what Jimmy Page had mixed on Houses of the Holy or or one of their one of their iconic albums. Really, all their albums are pretty much iconic. <laughs> And, and hear the band in the environment that they had intended. I think that would be phenomenal. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I, I just want to have the experience. And I think it'd be great for, for, for movie watching. You know, yeah, it's uh, fantastic. I think movie, movie watching yeah. is great. I think uh, my big thing is I love watching concerts on my TV, mm-hmm. so like music yeah. concerts. Mm-hmm. But to actually be able to hear it and hear some instrumentation all around me, like I'm actually there in the concert hall as opposed to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, granted, again, yeah. in a surround sound ha- uh, theater I can I can get that surround approach, but I mean, if they wanted me to hear the bass player over here on the right, no matter where my head is turned, I'm always hearing them in that yeah. same spot. And, yeah, well, yeah. just to keep in mind, uh, mm-hmm. the bass player is always in the center. But go ahead, I'll, I'll let that pass. <laughs> Didn't want to hurt your feelings. I don't know the, the hair bands I used to watch. The bass player was always on the left side. Of the screen. well, he may have been, but they have to put the sound out in the center because it's got to match the bass uh, drum. But you know, I always seem to remember the bass player being kind of the the, the, the lamest member of the of the band too. Is that? Am I think? Am I, especially the true. ones who also, especially the ones who also sang. I I, I think that oh, was that. Yeah, here we, yeah, go. here we go. Yeah, so well, except for Sting. You can't use things. Oh, yeah, this thing's okay. This thing's but like the band that you were in and when you were the bass player, yeah, that band, that band was lame. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, I think, I think what, you, what you brought up is a good example. Uh, so if you went to a concert mm-hmm. and you listened to sounds, sounds coming from the stage, so mm-hmm. you 
theoretically should be hearing all the sound coming from uh, in front of you. Now, if yeah. you're in a special special place where it's bouncing off the walls behind you and all that sort of that, yeah. that's great. But what I think is really cool is imagine then going back to maybe Chad's example, imagine actually being in the recording studio mm-hmm. and standing in the center of a recording studio where you've yeah. got John Lennon over here to your right and you've got you know Paul McCartney to your left and you're hearing their voices at that point around you, mm-hmm. right? To me, that's a full, that's a completely different um, immersive experience, right? Where yeah. you're actually, the, the, the sound is around you. You are immersed in the sound rather than you are being projected the sound. Mm-hmm. You're being immersed in the sound. And so so my my question though is, so with the idea of movies, movies makes total sense for me, right? Get, get someone into the movie, okay? But Alan, would you ever see as a movie file, uh, would you ever see a benefit of you go to a, a theater where they give you a pair of headphones and that pair of headphones allows you to turn your head. And as you turn your head, you're still getting the sound coming from that person. You're getting wherever your head is that you're actually I, getting I don't the see real the benefit sound. because, again, I think the whole intent of when you go to a movie theater the goal is to have your, your focus is straight ahead. You're not, you're not yeah. moving around. You're not moving your head around for any reason. I see it more like honestly, in a in a home environment, home theater, home movie watching environment where you do, you know, you may not always be sitting right in front and sitting facing yeah. the TV exactly, but you still want to have that same sound experience. Um, so I don't know. So, see, you're, so you're I'm, thinking, you're thinking to have headphones, watching movies at home. Yeah. If you're, if you're, because it doesn't yeah, matter you're where you're home, sitting. watching headphones, wearing headphones and you want to listen to something. And even if you're moving somewhat, you, the sound stays consistent or stays yeah. in the direction it should be. I don't know. I, I, I the whole movie, I, I don't, I don't like watching movies with headphones on. So that's just me. I, I like the more natural sound. So I don't know if the whole spatial audio in movies is really doing a lot for me. Again, I have not experienced it, so maybe that'll yeah. change if I do. Um, I think for me, I mean, a lot of my music listening, I do listen on headphones. I listen to things, and that to me is, if I can create a more immersive experience within a headset, that is exciting to me. So that's yeah, where yeah. I, yeah. the spatial audio I think is interesting because we're really talking about you know, diff, it, it it's it does different things in different environments. Whether it's that whole surround in a small set of, of headphones whether it's uh, movies where you keep the center of the focus of audio at one place based on where your head moves. You know, it's just interesting how it's still all spatial audio. It's just using that surrounding space around you. So well, um, I, I, I have sure. headphones hooked up to my entire system here at home yeah. and I, I adore it because it is really immersive for me. Right. Uh, so movies and audio, I, I listen to regularly in the headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be neat if it was more immersive. Like if you had a horror movie and uh, mm. let's say the Amityville horror where the scene yeah. where, where the guy goes, get out. And all yes. of a sudden you, you, you feel it coming from all over, not from just a different place. Yep. yep. Yeah. I think that would be kind of neat, but again, it may, that may be head headphone uh, dependent, which is funny because this might be a nice uh, a thing to talk about. You know, it's probably better. I would have thought about this later, um, but I just looked at a Sonos system mm-hmm. to put in my home for my, my, my TV yeah. Which is, if those of you who are listening and don't know what the Sonos is, it's it's a S O N O S, and <laughs> sorry, neighborhood, uh, my kids, my kid, my kid. You know what? I gotta go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I started looking at it because it's an upper end system uh, yeah. for audio. Mm-hmm. If you really want some uh, high end stuff, it's, I think it's Bluetooth too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yep. mostly Wi Fi, but yeah, there are some Bluetooth devices. The Sonos well. is great. Mm-hmm. We uh, yeah. Um, so here's, here's, I gotta, I gotta throw out the catch. Okay. Here, I'm here. I'm here for the, I gotta throw out. Here's the rub. Here's the thing. The the wet blanket here or what? I gotta be the wet blanket. Okay. Um, a couple things to know about spatial audio. Uh, Apple did say that they were going to be releasing spatial audio on their audio uh, music platforms. And that's great. A, it's not all music. So, you know, it's going to be rolled out by select artists and labels and, you know, over time. So don't expect that when, you update your equipment and you go online to listen that every song is going to be now spatial audio. It has to be mastered that way to give you that capability, which is going to so take it, time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a, a limited approach. I mean, I think uh, I was reading a little bit to it. They said they expected some tracks from 
Ariana Grande, Casey Musgraves, and, and some others, and adding more tracks over time when they roll this You're out. You're reading again, aren't you? I did just read. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I Because I, I'm not going to remember Ariana Grande's name on my own. So, <laughs> Did you write um, it down phonetically? Is that what you did? But here's the problem is that also uh, equipment-wise, to listen to it, yep. st- right away starting out, you know, it's going to work with the AirPod Pros, and it's going to work with their, uh, what do they call it, the Air... Uh, Max their, uh, or something. The, AirPod Max, which is the yeah. big can headphones, the, can that headphones. They, the yep. $500 right. can headphones they release. Um, now, they did say that, you know, it'll be released to where other headphones will be able to experience it and use it. But am I right in saying that it still needs to be headphones that are capable of spatial audio playback? Because Yes, they have to have I, that Atmos chip that you were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, I can't just go out and get a, you know, $30 pair of headphones at no. Best Buy and plug it up and all of a sudden I've got spatial audio. Right. No. So there are some caveats here. It's not something you can just, you know, again, flip a switch and you get. It's actually, to me, more limiting than even the lossless audio capability format was uh, in terms of what you need to be able to listen to. I agree with that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and also what, what, what makes me a little nervous if I want to join you on the wet blanket patrol here, but um, so... I think the real goal of spatial audio is to get artists to begin recording things, knowing that you want a a particular location for this sound to come, right? So it's going to be recorded in a way that then can be presented in spatial audio. So I I remember, Alan, do you, you probably remember this too, when when we were kids, you know, our parents would play um, Simon and Garfunkel. Baby Driver. Baby Driver, right? And the best part of that song for me was hearing it go from one speaker to the other, right? The, the, car, the, the sound yeah. of the car, mm-hmm. right? And that was recorded specifically to do that, right? We're yes. going to go from left to right or from channel one to channel two, right? Well, now they have however many, 128 channels that they can record, right? So my, my question is going to be, are, are people going to get so creative with their recordings to say, oh, this particular percussion is going to come from over here. And then there's going to be a voice that's going to come in the back left behind you and all this sort of stuff that when you actually listen to it without spatial audio capability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it going to be really odd, right? Is it going to come yeah. across at all like you want it? Maybe, maybe that baby driver, if I'm listening to it and I don't hear anything, then I don't get that same experience. If I only had one speaker, I don't get that, right? So I, I do worry a little bit about... You know, are we going to get too creative? And then people are wearing normal, normal standard stereo headphones, and maybe they're not getting. It's not well, that they're getting not getting the same experience because that's not that big of a deal, well, right? I'll give you an example of kind of yeah. what you're talking about. I mean, I've actually noticed. I don't know if you guys have over the years too that um, watching movies or TV shows that are meant for really good high end theater sound systems when you watch them on a standard TV yeah. or standard audio, it's the audio is a lot more uneven. I mean, it's dialogue yes. is really, really soft and explosions and music is really, really loud. And I think that's, that's part of that issue you're talking about, Brian. I think they're mastering it for this really high end well, immersive you know, system. No, I, I, I want to comment on that. Go ahead. Uh, when you're watching a movie now, the, the streaming that comes in, really wasn't meant the, the audio really wasn't meant to be streamed. Yeah. And we struggle with this all the time because uh, my son's mother goes to bed a lot earlier than I do. So <laughs> we'll watch a movie. Like last night we watched the first Mandalorian episode, Yeah, but we, I had to continually monitor the, mm-hmm. the volume. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. Because the and streaming Apple, really Apple is one of the worst at this, by the way, Apple yeah. TV plus yeah. is yeah. one of the worst uh, of doing it. But oh, well, and Disney, it, I think is the same. And again, I think that's all because it was yeah. like you said, Chad, it, it wasn't meant for this, a, a very simple uh, or a, a standard TV audio playback. It was, you know, they made for it 7.1, for right? 7.1 surround sound systems for people in movie theaters and homes that, uh, that had that, but everybody else, all the rest of us, you play it back and it's not mixed as well. Right. And yeah. it's very lopsided. You're right. So yeah. and, that's and a the, concern the, I've got with spatial is like you said, Brian, the mix for that. But then we get it in a standard, my, my first generation AirPods, is it going to sound really odd or weird or bad? You know, but I think that's the challenge of the new artist is trying to take advantage of the, of that technology. Yeah. And also making sure that they can uh, adhere to current standards too, as well at the same time. Yeah, you know it's going to be hard for a, a Pink Floyd to come out and take advantage of all the 
yeah. the, the audio sounds coming from all directions. They need to make sure that's also still uh, uh, viable for people who just want to listen in standard formats. That's true. Right. You're right. So you're saying it almost needs to be, it almost needs to be recorded with two use cases at least in mind. Yeah. Right? Well, some of the sessions that I get involved dynamic. with, I actually record in what's called 11.1. Mm-hmm. And that's just too much fun. I mean, you're never going to hear 11.1. You're, you'll be maybe in a in a in a, uh, a movie studio, not movie studio, but like a uh, going to watch a movie. They might yeah. have 11.1 there. Yeah, yeah in the theater. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I, know, I couldn't get that. Please stop. I I have a lot of issues. I'm in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you're correcting yourself, which I love, and you're thinking that we're helping you, and we're not. So that's incredibly interesting. <laughs> well, you may you may be, but that goes back to us talking about changing the name of the show. <laughs> And not put Alan's name in. Yeah, I heard there was a, a text chain about possibly renaming this show, and I, I just yeah, I, just I, I, uh, I do. Uh, yeah, brother in tech. tech, right? Well, we knew we could handle that on text because you'd never read it, Alan. So yeah, that's, that's a perfect place to do a uh, a coup. <laughs> perfect place to to plan a coup. Text uh, coup. Well, let me let me wrap up this conversation by just saying that both of these audio en- enhancements are being rolled out. I think June, like as we're recording this, is kind of when they're saying that these are going to start happening. You're starting to see some of the lossless format creep into the audio, the audio library on Apple and there is you know going to be spatial audio available as they're released over time as well but I, I, even though I was being the the, the the naysayer wet blanket you know uh, poo-pooing the ideas for everybody the great thing about this is I, I mean, I'm still in favor of advancing audio and video formats at any pace because we're still going to be able to listen to them on our headphones yep. and on our yep. AirPods, no matter what. I'd rather know that there. I'd rather know that there's more options as we do expand our audio equipment or have better ways of listening to it. I like knowing that there's better formats to explore at that time. So overall, overall I think it's great. I just yeah. I don't see it being something that's going to affect a lot of people yeah. really early on. And I also right. feel like there's probably going to be a lot of people who are going to be disappointed when they start playing with these formats, if they don't have the right equipment and gear and things to listen to it, they're probably not going to notice much of a difference. Right. So. Right. And Alan, I would also just really quick, just remind people as big of Apple fans as we are, Apple did not create lossless audio, no. right? They just happened to be one that has now added it to a mainstream streaming service. Yeah. It used to be you actually had to pay for a very specific service, like Tidal, I think was the one. T-I-T-A-L, yeah, Tidal was the one right? that actually had lossless you, first before anybody else. Yep, yeah. and you could pay to get the lossless versions, right? Yeah. And although they've created spatial audio, that's their term. <clears throat> the only thing that is, is that's the same thing several other places are doing windows has their own version i think sonic and basically they're just saying now that we have capability with headphones that have these gyroscopes and we can recognize what your head is doing we can add a whole nother layer to it right you're right spatial is just apple's branded term um dolby you know it's it's based on the dolby atmos format sony i think is like the 360 format or something like that 360 reality audio is what sony calls it um yeah you're right it's just, you know, we also know how Apple works. And if Apple markets themselves as they normally do, spatial audio will be the term everybody starts calling this kind of audio in the, in the yeah. future. So, And Alan, can I just throw a real quick grenade out there just as a, uh, a conspiracy person saying? That's fine. I, I, We're getting ready to wrap I, up the show. So yeah, no, no, I know. That I'm just going to say I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Apple really wants the spatial audio to be the foundation for virtual or augmented reality. Because mm. that's where you want to have someone immersed in audio that's all around them. Yeah, so, well, there you okay. go. There I'll you go. Lay, the grenade has been yeah, thrown. That's a great way. Yeah. All right. Chad, are you, I mean, hearing these announcements, are these, you know, are you excited about this? Or is this, do you feel like any, either of these going to be any, any kind of impact on you anytime soon? I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, did Fair Echo enough. happen? No. What's, darn it. I keep missing oh, it. Oh, well. <laughs> And you're the audio person? Come on. I, you know, I, just, I just got a computer. <laughs> hmm. But um, you think this is going to be good stuff, though, Chad? I mean, from a musician? I do. I do. I'm actually looking forward to it. I actually am going to subscribe to the to the, the uh, Apple Music platforms because of it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So Apple just got a new subscriber uh, to Apple Music just because of these announcements in our show. So thank you. Nice. And, you know, yeah. and how lucky welcome, can Apple? Be? You're welcome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, All right. Well, great guys. Thanks for the conversation on this. I I think this is a little bit of, you know, this brand new news. 
we did want to talk about it and kind of help everybody understand a little bit more and help ourselves understand a little bit more what we're dealing with when we hear these new terms and new formats out there. But uh, uh, no matter what interesting things are happening in the world of personal audio, which is always a good thing. So, yep. All right. Well, Brian, we're going to wrap this episode up, but if somebody did want to comment or ask questions or talk more about this or any other topic we cover, how can they, uh, what should they do? Yeah, you should drop us an email at info at the mesh.tv. That's info at the mesh.tv. And I will also mention, given that we are the tech people that we are, Alan, uh, we are now on Twitter and we are now also on Facebook, right? So we took Facebook. our sisters, our sisters' advice of being social media literate, oh, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. actually tried to Quote, step unquote. up with that. So, <laughs> so we are we are on uh, we are on the the Twitter. Um, so if you want to check us out on Twitter, it's the Bros <laughs> in Tech B R O S. Right? Someone else already had somebody else had the rest, but that's going to be where I think we're going to start providing a little bit more regular engagement, right? And have a chance to to give you some updates, some things that maybe you don't have to wait for the bit episode uh, every Ooh. once a month. You can actually hear some of that stuff early. So yeah, check the us out. Bros in Tech B R O S. B-R-O-S. In tech. All right. I like it. I, I think it works. I like it. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, of course good. it does. Yeah. That's all we had an option for. So yes, it works. <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting, Brian. Very yeah, I'm, interesting. I'm glad you, that you guys all have a computer. <laughs> well, Chad, we had to. Yeah. Chad, yeah. Uh, if anybody wanted to check out some of the stuff you're involved in or uh, contact you in any way, chadalston.com, right? Uh, yes. Yes. That will work. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to plug while you're here? No, I'm good. Chad, I'll C H A D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Don't please don't spell my name on here. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's C H A D A U S T I N dot com. There you go. See, I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> ChadAlston.com. You can check out. You know, he's a uh, again videographer, photographer, musician, recorder. I mean, just uh, you name it. Chad's Has a very cool it. birthday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic birthday. Yeah. Yep. Good. Well, that'll be two people. I don't. I will forget to uh, acknowledge <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, All right. Thanks a lot for everybody for listening to Brothers in Tech. We will be back again next week. Oh, our next episode Ooh, is wow. the uh, Brothers in Tech suggestions, the bits episode oh, for the bits. The this bits. month. Always our favorite mm. time. Chad, you want to come back and uh, join us for the bits episode? Not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still we're still waiting to hear from other people we've invited. So that's probably yeah, yeah. a good Walmart thing. greeter. Yeah, you may be you may be on call no matter what. So uh, <laughs> we'll see if Chad, we'll see if Chad shows up next week or not. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.